Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ed Troxel. And if we've never met before, welcome. You're in for a treat today. Uh, real quick, just so you know, if you need help with your online visibility and really being able to step in front of the camera, just like this and go live with your audience, be sure to uh, send me a message. You can do that right here on Facebook or wherever you're tuning in to me from. So that way I can help point you in the right direction and help you find your voice here online. Now, today I'm super excited because you are going to be able to join me at the coffee shop. That's right. Here on the show, we are going to be having a special guest. And how it works is that you, the listener watching this, uh, is going to be able to eavesdrop in on our conversation. It's going to be a lot of fun. So grab some coffee, grab some tea, grab whatever you like to drink and pull up a seat to the table next to ours because we're about to dive into the conversation that entrepreneurs have with each other about business and all the ups and downs and, and everything in between. So I hope that you're uh, ready and we'll see you after the show. Oh, here comes my guest. Janessa, welcome. Hey, Ed, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. That intro was fancy. I felt like I should be like strutting on stage. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love that music just like gets me going. I'm just like, yeah, let's get this going. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So how is everything going with uh, business and just life? I know we've been catching up here and there on Messenger on Facebook, but tell me what what's what's the business doing right now? What are you doing with your business? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, uh, you know, trying to figure out all the little pieces and parts sometimes can be a little frustrating, but yeah, we get it. We, we'll get it. Uh, yeah, I'm launching right now. So oh, in wow. the middle of uh, I'm in pre launch right now. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, getting all those pieces together can be a little yeah too. <laughs> yeah and what are you launching right now because launching I feel like like you said there's so many little pieces that you have to put together and when you hear the word launch so many of us just like freeze up and we're just like oh no I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, the funny thing is is that launching has never been stressful for me it's just making sure all the pieces and parts are in the sorry my cat's very vocal today yeah. you can hear him <laughs> um getting all those pieces and parts in the places they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there um but if you plan it ahead then it's easy to just kind of plug and play it once you set up that first initial launch you just like plug and play every time you launch again so super easy um, but I'm launching a group program. It's called Soul Marketing. And oh. it's, uh, yeah, it's um, a 90-day group program that just helps you create a 90-day marketing plan. So kind of just what I just said about launching, except it's an entire marketing plan. Wow. And so um, how are you planning that part in terms of, like, when you talked about launching it and really, you know, planning that thing out, are you setting uh, the actual launch date and then working backwards or how do you kind of strategize that part? Yeah. So I, at the, like I just did this for next year already. So next year's for the group, this group, the dates for launch are on the calendar every 90 days already. Okay. Um, 
I have three phases that I go through in all of my marketing. So it kind of wraps all in together, like your whole marketing plan and then your launch, like that two weeks of pre-launch, like where you're hitting it hard, you know? Um, but yeah, I have three phases that I go through every 90 days. And then in the beginning, the very first time I did it, yes, I worked backwards. So I'm like, okay, here's my launch date. What do I need to do two weeks before that? And then what am I creating? Like what kind of content am I creating for, you know, the 90 or 70 days before that? Okay. Um, to lead into it. But, you know, we all, or some of us have more than one program that we're launching or yeah. we have a ongoing program that we're always doing or something like that. So that's where the soul marketing is, makes it so easy because you can just doop, 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 and just plug all kinds of stuff in there and, and you're done for yeah. marketing, like for the year. <laughs> and, and that's what I love. And I love how you talk about your soul clients and soul marketing. Tell me a little bit more of, uh, about how, how you came about that and really what is what does that mean? Yeah. So a soul client really is just your ideal client. Like, who's your ideal client? But I call them soul clients because, I mean, how many people have you heard that teach you how to create an ideal client avatar and they're like, where do they live? What kind of car do they drive? Are they married? Do they have kids? Like, do we really care? <laughs> I mean, some people, depending on what your service or product is, do care, right? And that's really important to them. But when it comes to your content and your marketing and your message, message, message and messaging, those things don't necessarily matter. What matters is what's going on in their head. What's going on in their life? Why are they at the place that they need you um and how can you help them get to where they want to go so it's really like deep level i say that you're talking to their soul because you really got to get inside their head to get those fears their desires their the stuff that they don't want to say out loud but you're saying out loud and they're like whoa <laughs> it's kind of like when you search on google for like sneakers and then yep. you have 15 ads on Facebook for sneakers. Yes. Following yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's yeah. how you want your clients to feel like, Oh my gosh, they just got in my head. And see, that's a beautiful thing because so much of entrepreneurship is about mindset and really diving into the mind work that goes into it. Like the more and more, I, I read and go on and on, you know, with the years of business behind me now is that it really does come to that mindset, which I feel like in the beginning uh, of entrepreneurship, it, that's not really talked about a whole lot, maybe more today, but it just seems like that's one of the, the blocks that has been kind of a missing piece, I feel like. Yeah. And the missing piece is that nobody tells you in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> But I know when I started my business, I didn't think about mindset. I wasn't thinking about how I was thinking. I was just thinking that I wanted to help people and make money, right? Like there are things I think, and that's another misconception too, is that your business isn't about you. 
right you know um and i think that's another piece of why the mindset part doesn't resonate sometimes with people because they're so you know all about their ideal client well you should be but your business isn't being built for your ideal client your business is being built for you so that you can have the life that you want by serving your ideal client yeah and nobody nobody told me that <laughs> in the beginning <clears throat> you know i had to kind of find that out a little bit on my own a little bit with you know certain mentors that i ended up coming across thank god <laughs> but but yeah i think that should be entrepreneurship 101 your mindset yes <laughs> i agree i mean that's that's why i i've actually in my program uh for coaches go live i actually put that as the beginning piece like yeah. we have to work on the mindset because getting in front of the camera let alone being live like that's a huge mindset that we have to shift there to really get into it before we can get into content and tech and, and all of the other things because that stuff comes later we have to make sure that this is right first yeah there are definitely foundations that if you don't have the foundations in place none of the other stuff is going to work and yeah. you can do all the other stuff right but it's not going to work yeah. and then you're going to be going why isn't this working what am i doing wrong what am i missing like how many times did i say that to myself how many times did you say that to yourself a, a million right yeah. in the beginning we're like what is going on what am i missing what am i not doing why is everybody else successful and i'm not like what what am what's going on yeah so mindset is one of those right foundations and you know like we were talking about before who is your ideal client and who are you yes who are like, you yeah you gotta know those things because you know like strategy and funnels and all these things that you know people say we need right yeah you can go do them go do them <laughs> Probably not gonna and they might work for about this long and then something isn't gonna it's not gonna happen because you don't have the foundation yes it's huge and and when clients come to you or prospects i should say before they even become clients what are you kind of seeing as kind of maybe a, a struggle that a lot of them face when they come to you? Because I know, like, for example, with me, it's it's always the tech. Like, the tech is, is the struggle, right? And, and it's trying to figure out, you know, what program to use to implement XYZ or what uh, uh, strategy would be good for them to implement XYZ followed by how do I actually use the tech for that? And so we have to kind of do a little little work there to figure out, is that really what you need? And is that really something that you need to buy? Probably not. And so we go through that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what I hear um, a lot is I don't know how to get my next client. I don't know where to find my ideal client. Um, and I want more sales, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we all want more sales, like, but that really is the bottom line. They, this is what they want. They want more sales. 
They want to hear yes more often and they want to not feel fear. They want to be confident in what they're doing. Yeah. Those are the things that I find that my people come to me for. Yeah. And and that fear part is big. Again, goes back to the mindset, uh, you know, and really working on, on those challenges that come up and it's very interesting too that the going from the fear to you know wanting more yeses which turn into more no or yeses into more money um or more sales i should say and then it's one of those things that where do i find my ideal clients and and what i have found you know with some people i've talked to uh, I, I start going through, you know, where are you searching? Uh, what conversations are you joining? And, and some will just say, well, I, I posted an ad somewhere. And, and it's like, okay, but and? <laughs> what, what conversations are we having? Like, we have to actually have a conversation with people and know that we have to lead up to, you know, what you're trying to sell, not just here's an ad and people are supposed to buy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, People need to get to know you. They need to resonate with you. They need to, uh, on some level, it can even be a subconscious level that these people resonate with you, but how do they resonate with you? You have to know who you are (laughs) as a business owner and who you can help the best. Yes. Because that's what you're putting out into the world, right? all the messaging, all the content, all the copy, all of those things, your ads, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, those are the things that you're putting out there. If they don't resonate with you on some level, then they're going to move on to the next person. And that's okay if they really don't resonate with you. But if they're not resonating with you because you're not connecting with them on a soul level or on that you know uh i don't want to say vulnerable level but at some point it is kind of a vulnerable level sure um but on the truthful level where you're actually speaking your truth and telling your story and putting out there what you do stand for what you don't what you like what you don't how you act your personality if you're all that thing all authentic, I guess, is the buzzword right now. I'm not crazy about the word authentic right now, but, uh, but yes, that. So if you're not being you, then you're not that person that went to the other person really could probably have resonated with you, but you were trying to be something else, something you're not. Exactly. And that's the thing too, you know, uh, this has come up quite a bit with, with clients and, and people I've talked to just in general, where you know, they're afraid of losing a follower or they're afraid of losing a, a, a subscriber, an email list subscriber, or, you know, whatever it is that they're, they're afraid of losing people, especially when they're doing things like what you're saying is being themselves and, and really putting it out there. Like, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is who I am. This is not who I am. And we have to remember that it's okay if we lose somebody because they're obviously not our ideal client. They're not our sole client. And we have to be okay with that. And 
And it's very interesting because we get so caught up with what I like to say, the vanity metrics and, and oh, yeah. seeing those numbers. Um, I don't know, do your clients as well struggle with that? Uh, I struggled with that in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I even like, you know, put an app on my phone that was like the Instagram, the follower oh. app. Like I could see, like if I saw my numbers go down, I could go see who unfollowed me. Yeah, so yeah. that I could go unfollow them. Like, please. Like, <laughs> the truth is out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's human nature. So, yeah. you know, like don't bash yourself for it. It's it's human nature. It it happens, and and that's a mindset thing, right? That's a scarcity lack mindset it's not a growth mindset so you know having a growth mindset means you're like you know cool i lost follower like it's going to get to the point where you're not even going to realize you're losing followers or gaining them like, yes that really is your goal is to not even pay attention to it because it doesn't matter right the people that stay are the ones that are meant to stay the ones that go are the ones that meant to go and the ones that go sometimes are just not ready for you yet. That's that's a big one right there. They're yeah. maybe not ready for you, which is a huge thing that I think all of us entrepreneurs forget that piece because again, we want more yeses, we want more sales, and we forget the relationship part and building the relationship, uh, making sure that we're nurturing that relationship. And that right there is, Huge, huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we totally forget the, we, we focus on the numbers like we were just talking about. Oh my gosh, I have, you know, a thousand followers on Facebook. I have 1500 on Instagram. Oh my gosh, it just went down by 20 today. What happened? What did I do? Nothing, you didn't do anything, right? So, but the connection part of it, like that's one of my core values is connection. So relationships and connection kind of go together for me. And if I can't build a relationship, whether it's, you know, just a relationship of me sharing value and people receiving value, because that's a relationship. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, in the DMs. While that's great, it's great to connect with your people through DM. It's great yeah. to connect them anyway. But to remember that a relationship doesn't mean you have to personally speak to everybody. Right. It means that you have to connect yeah. on some level. That's a relationship. And, and that's uh, key. You know, I don't know if you saw, <laughs> saw my conversation yesterday about DMs, but uh, <laughs> I went live yesterday talking about, uh, you know, what not to do in the DMs. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it, it's like, you know, when, when people send you a direct message, um, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or wherever else people are, are doing it, again, it ties into the relationship part. And that was my, my whole conversation yesterday was there, there's different ways that you can send a message to somebody. So when you're friends on Facebook or followers on Instagram, there's a relationship there that you have to assess before you send the message. If you and I are messaging each other, we have a different relationship than if it was me and Susie, who 
I've never talked to. Mm-hmm. We're friends, we follow each other, but we've never actually had a conversation before. We, we've never approached each other on the messaging or on the phone or any of that, right? So when we reach out to that other person, that conversation looks different. For example, you and I could easily respond or uh, message each other and just say, hey, Ed, what's happening today? Or, hey, Ed, I have a question about X, Y, Z, which is appropriate. That's fine because that's our relationship in terms of we've already established connection. Mm-hmm. But my issue was mm-hmm. and what I wanted to educate others to do better um, is that you don't just message somebody and say, hey, like, that's it. <laughs> and, yeah, or like, a wave. Yes, yes, or the, the wave. wave. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, especially as business owners, that is so annoying because we are trying to run a business. We're trying to keep things moving. Yes, we want to have a conversation with you, but just doing the little hook and reel type dance here yeah it's not it's not gonna work and it's it's so annoying right and so that was kind of my my conversation yesterday is that that's something that you don't want to do like if you want something which is clearly why you're reaching out and and we've never had that established connection then reach out and say what you want like hey i have a program that i'm i'm selling i didn't know if you'd be interested Hey, I don't know if you know anybody who would be interested in XYZ. Like, throw it out there fully and just be transparent. Mm. Yeah. So, the things that I don't do on DMs, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I guess this kind of goes along with and friend requests, right? Yes. I do not send requests a lot of friend requests. I get a lot of friend requests, but I, I just don't, um, because <clears throat> especially, I mean, it's your personal profile. First of all, yeah. while I do post business stuff on my personal profile, I, um, if I am going to send you a friend request, it is because you inspire me in some way. You, uh, I want to connect with you in some way, not just because we have 60 friends uncommon um which i I get a lot right like i'll get friend requests that are like oh you have you know 110 friends in common great why do you want to be my friend like i almost want to send them messages before i even accept their friend request like that's like um thank you so much for you know sending me a friend request but why (laughs) you know and then i'm like yeah that might be a little too forward but that's okay um But yes, so the things I don't do is send friend requests and then ghost. Yeah. Um, If I send you a friend request and you accept, I send you a message. And I'm like, hey, thanks for accepting. You know, this is why I sent you a friend request. Because you're cool. You inspire me. Like, I want to know more about your business. What kind of services do you have? Like, stuff like that. Do you want to be in my podcast? Like there could be a million different reasons why I reached out to you, but I'm not just going to friend and ghost you. Right. Um, I am not going to send a friend request and then send out a 
major thing that says come like my page without contacting me first exactly or an or a dm that even says oh hey i you know um thanks for accepting my friend request join my group (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh while i love the fact that you you know think that maybe i could benefit from your group i don't know you exactly and i think that's the biggest thing here you have like you said you have to build a relationship whether it's just sending them a message on the DM being like, hey, thanks for accepting my friend request. So excited to connect with you. Yeah. Period. You yeah. at least reached out and match the energy that you're like, if somebody sends you a DM, match the energy that they're sending. If they're like, oh, hey, how you doing? Don't be like, oh, great. Boom. And like this book, you know, because <laughs> yeah. they're going to be like, whoa. <laughs> And, and I will say that that's how you should have that conversation. That's exactly like if you're going to reach out, especially when it comes to Facebook, if you're going to reach out and be somebody's friend, like send them a message so they know. And I will say, too, that I get it in terms of that's an extra step that we may not always be thinking about because the platform itself is not built that way. For example, LinkedIn automatically has when you connect with someone to add a note mm-hmm. or ask you if you want to add a note. So the the fact that the platform in this case LinkedIn is is prompting you is helpful. Whereas with Facebook, we don't have that yet. Um, maybe they'll watch the show and, and they'll learn that, but it's one of those things that we have to take that initiative and it does it. It brings that personal touch and it's not rocket science. It's literally as simple as, like you said, hey, you, I saw your profile. You inspire me. Let's be friends. Like, I mean, it could be so simple and and nurture that a little bit before running and being like, join my group. <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the biggest things, too, is that people are afraid yeah. to send a DM because it's one to one. It's personal. Oh my gosh, what are they going to think about me? Well, I don't know. You sent them a friend request. So if you sent them a friend request, they already know your name. Yep. Right? Now they're sitting over there going, why? Why did you send me a friend request? Or like, they'll accept it. I've accepted a bunch of them. I do. I'm sorry, but I do not have time to message everybody that sends me a friend request. Right. I do, however, look at everybody's profile. Oh, me too. And I... Yeah. And I do make sure that, um, so there's like criteria there too. Like your profile picture has to be an actual picture of you, like not your logo, not a pretty flower, you know, not, (laughs) not like nothing. (laughs) Um, and if I don't know you at all and you don't live near me because I'm a brand photographer as well. So businesses that are near me, Normally I will accept, Um, but if I don't know you at all and you don't have any business information on your um, profile, if your profile is locked and I can't see any of your posts, um, if some of your posts are public, but some of them are not, uh, normally I'm like, sorry. (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah, if I can't figure out at least something that we have in common, yes, then I usually decline. I'm so glad to hear that because I feel like I'm a crazy one because I do the same thing. I'm like, I, somebody requests me a friend. I'm like, okay, if you we don't have any friends in common, it, ooh, that's really a hard push. But yeah. if we have friends in common, I still am looking through all of those key points. I'm like, yep. you got to have that profile image. Ideally, you should have a banner image at the top. I mean, those are kind of things that you're supposed to fill out when you first get a Facebook account. Yeah. And then for businesses, business owners, I'm always, always reminding them, like, fill out your about section and connect some information to your business. I know it's your personal profile, but this is where people are stopping first and they want to know who you are and what you do. And it's free promotion for your business. So why not? And so I go through that hit list and then I look at their posts too. And I'm like, okay, so if I can't see any posts besides your profile image and maybe like two posts from a couple years ago, it's a little shady. So I'm probably not going to add you. Um, and I've even gone as far as if somebody has requested and they're my mutual, they're mutual friends, but they give me that spammy shady feel Mm -hmm. I might, I've even gone and asked a couple of friends that were connected with, Hey, do you really know this person or are you just connected with them? Mm -hmm. And I've had actually one time where they're like, actually, no, we're, we're just connected. Why? And I was like, okay, I just want to make sure cause I'm not going to add them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good point too, because, you know, I think I'm not really sure why I would love to know if anyone listening can tell me the answer to this why you do request friends like just because they're friends with somebody else that you know because I, I i honestly i feel like that happens so often that yeah. people are like oh let me go add 10 new friends today for what purpose yeah. what is your intent to add those 10 new friends yeah because if it's to hopefully find your ideal client or my profile might look like I could be your ideal client. Um, there's got to be something more. Yeah. There's got to be something more. Like just because I might be is not good enough reason to just add me. Right. As a friend. Do yeah. not spam add friends. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, uh, it, it's very interesting. It goes back to, like you said, what's the intent? Who is your in soul client? Your, your soul, uh, person that you're trying to reach and, and that ties back into what you were saying earlier about that's what you're working on with your new launch which is coming up is being able to help more people find that out and to be able to push through those barriers yeah and when you do that you know what happens your sales become easy oh easy sales in one sentence i like that yeah <laughs> And like not sleazy, like we've just been talking about, because I feel like when you're adding people to your friends list or you're spamming them in the DMs or you're sending them weird things and invites to pages or groups or whatever it is, you're coming off as desperate. Yeah. And nobody wants to one work with anybody that feels desperate. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and two, you don't want to come off as desperate. I'm sure. I mean, I'm not as, as a business coach, I'm telling you, you don't want to come off as desperate, but as a human being, I'm sure you don't want to come off as desperate anyways. Yeah. So think about those things when you're, you know, sending out your friend requests or you're sending a message in a DM and even commenting on other people's posts. It's key. That right there is key, especially when commenting because everyone is just one click away from seeing everything. Like yeah. your whole profile, your your business, like even if it's a personal profile, you still are one click away from people seeing your business. And so it's really important to pay attention to all of that and, and to apply that. Yeah. And I, you know, that's, I really believe in my, in my soul <laughs> that that is the foundation to building your business. The three, so the, the masterclass actually covers those, the three pillars that I teach all the time. Oh, cool. Who is your sole client? Like zeroing in on who it is, who it isn't. Yeah. Because you want to attract people that you want to work with. Like your business really is built around you, not your service and how you help people is about them. Yes. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to bust the myth that your business is all about your ideal client. No, no, it isn't. No, it's not. So really digging into you. So we got to get to know you, your soul first, so that we can go find your soul client. So really digging in, zeroing in who that is, who it isn't, who you are as a business owner and who you're not. Like, what's your story? What's your mission? What's your core values? You talk about those things and go a little bit deeper. And then your messaging. How do you fit those two things together to get your message out into the world and resonate with your soul client at the same time? That's the secret sauce. And that's a beautiful thing. And who are you uh, looking for in case I come across anybody out and about? Like, who are you looking for in terms of who should be taking this masterclass? Because it sounds like everyone should, but <laughs> I figure I should just ask because that's, that's just no, a normal question to ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, entrepreneurs, obviously, who are really they're probably struggling right now yeah. trying to figure out how do I find my ideal client? Um, and probably saying things in their head, like we were talking about before, why is this not working? Um, I don't understand why I can't get consistent clients or consistent leads, or they've hit this plateau in their business. And they're like, I, why can't I make any more money? Why am I not, um, you know, getting, or finding or attracting a bigger audience. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is that we don't want to go looking for people. Well, you know, you want to go look for people to connect with on a human level. When it comes to your clients, you know, you want them to come to you. Yes. That's what this is all about. Attracting your soul client. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I know that you got to run. Uh, I appreciate you meeting me for coffee here. And I'm super, super excited to catch up and, and, yeah, me and too. talk about all this because this was so much fun. <laughs> it was. It was fun. This is awesome. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and we'll catch up more online as well. Sounds good. You too, Ed.
and good luck with the launch as well. So I'll send people Thank your way. You. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right, guys, welcome back. I hope that you enjoyed that and that you go check out that masterclass. I did put that link in the show notes, which is also in the comments for you to see below if you're watching on Facebook or anywhere else. And I want to let you know that the beauty of what we're doing here with the show and with using Facebook Live is really to show you, one, what is possible for you through live broadcasting. What, what you see here is, is, is a little bit fancier setup, uh, but you can just start with your phone and work your way up to on where you want to go. But that's the beauty of life is you have the power to reach out and, and connect with more people. And, and the way we've done it with the show here is to be able to connect with you as well as our fellow entrepreneurs and really bring the conversation to life so that you can not only see us, hear us, but feel the energy in the room as well. And, and it's really important to me to be able to connect with others and be able to share their stories just like we did here with Janessa. And so that's why I do this show. That's why I love being on live which is weird still for me to say that because when I first started, I was afraid of being on the camera, believe it or not. Uh, so it's just one of those things that it just brings me so much joy to be able to share these stories, both of myself and my guests with you, uh, the listener, because we're all in this together. We're, we're all doing our own thing with our businesses. doesn't matter if you're a coach, a consultant, a speaker, a small business owner, a nonprofit, it doesn't matter. You're all running a business. And it's important for us to work together and to learn from each other and to understand that we all have faced or will face similar challenges. And, and that's why I love being able to do this. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and feel free if you need anything, reach out, send me a message, uh, whether it's on social or on my website if you need to get pointed in the right direction, and I would love to help you. And I hope that you all have an amazing rest of your day, and we will see you next time. Take care.